0: Call 1 800 686 3910. That's 1 800 686 3910. Again, 1 800 686 3910. Call now. This is David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: The throat slashing continues. Republican nomination for President of the United States. And I'm questioning if this is wise. You know, it doesn't need to stop, but it has to be managed. And I'm wondering when all is said and done at the end, we take the body count, if there'll be enough people left to take on the Democrats in November, because that is the main goal here. As these candidates seek the nomination for the Republican banner anyway, take on the Democrats for the next president of the United States. You have conservatives attacking other conservatives. You have people questioning Mark Levin's conservatism. You have people questioning Rush Limbaugh. You have people questioning Laura Ingram. people going back and forth. And, and, and fine, you, you have a candidate, you're on a horse, fine, ride that horse. Cheer your candidate on. Pull for your candidate. Fight for your candidate. But I still say that the uh, the cannibalization that's going on is counterproductive right now, and I'm going on record as saying it's going to have a, a a negative impact as we get through the primary season and and head into November. So we'll keep an eye on that. Here's where I want to start, though. You know, I'm fond of saying that, that politics is a game of chess, not checkers. You know, in chess it's a game of strategy. Every move counts. Every square on the board matters. The piece that occupies that space matters, whether it be a knight, a bishop, whether it be a rook, a pawn, a queen or a king, they all matter. And in a game of strategy, you want to stay several steps ahead of your opponent, unlike checkers. Checkers is not a game of strategy. Checkers is a game of reaction. See that man? Jump it. See that man? Jump it. Move across. Crown. Jump, jump, jump. That's it. So last week I talked about a case in the United States Senate where... Wilhelmina Wright was confirmed to be a federal judge on the bench in uh, Minnesota, in that district anyway, and I question the Senate's approach, the GOP-led Senate, I might add, in confirming someone who called the Constitution racist and who called Ronald Reagan a bigot. And she was confirmed with the help of Republican Senators. So a week later, another bill is up before the United States Senate. And this bill would require that supplemental certifications and background investigations be completed prior to the admission of certain alien, aliens as refugees and for other purposes. Basically, that's all Senate speak for saying they were going to put the brakes on letting these Syrian refugees into the country put a pause on it. Hit the pause button, as we like to say. And of course, the Democrats filibustered, right? Because Harry Reid plays chess, while Mitch McConnell plays checkers. So of course, as you know, The level to end the filibuster has to be 60 votes, and the Republicans don't have 60 votes, right? I think last count they had 54. So what Harry Reid did to get judges confirmed to the federal bench, including the appeals court, they stacked the D.C. district by suspending that rule of 60 votes needed to end the filibuster. And requiring only a simple majority. Well, the Democrats had control of the Senate. So they had more than 50 votes and were able to end the filibuster on just a simple majority. That's how Reed plays politics. They did that to get Obamacare through as well. To end debate under Senate rules was 60 votes re it to a simple majority, the first thing the Republicans did when they took over the Senate in 2014 was put the rule back. So now this, the, the, the GOP portion of the Senate wanted to pause for a moment on the Syrian refugees until we could be assured, because you've heard me say, we can't do, we can't get it right nine out of ten times When there's a potential terrorist among the ranks, we have to get it right 10 out of 10 times. So we need an effective screening system. FBI Director James Comey said there is no real way to effectively do this because there are no records in their their country of origin to compare, uh, you know, for us to compare and to search and to sift through and to analyze. We don't know who these people are. They're they're coming over. They have no documentation. So the Democrats filibuster this bill. So, of course, McConnell has to call for the end of the the culture, uh, to end the filibuster. And it failed, 55 to 43, with two not voting. 55 to 43 along party lines. Every Democrat in the United States Senate voted to filibuster, not end debate, and to continue to let these Syrian refugees come into the country unvetted. Here's how you play chess. Mitch McConnell should have gone to Harry Reid and said, Look, we are not going to call for a confirmation vote on Wilhelmina Wright. We will not call that up for a vote until we get your agreement to end the filibuster on the Syrian refugee process. Reid probably would have told him, you know, go fly a kite. I'll, I'll, i, I got to say something palatable. Stick it up your you-know-what is what Harry Reid would have told him. And I have, if I'm a con I'd have said, fine. Then she will not be confirmed. And you probably have the votes, by the way, Harry, to confirm her. It's not going to happen. If I don't get your help on this bill here, you're not getting my help on confirming that racist Wilhelmina right to become a federal judge. That's what I would have done. That's chess. Of course, Harry Reid really wouldn't have cared, but that's fine. But instead, the GOP, McConnell, showed his hand, gave Obama what he wanted in his nominee the confirmation of his nominee gave Harry Reid what he wanted to call her confirmation up for a vote on the floor. And what did Mitch McConnell get out of it? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Somebody tell me again why we gave control of the United States Senate To the GOP in 2014. This is staggering. It really is. Until the GOP learns that this is chess and not checkers, they're going to continue to get taken. The next segment, we're going to go through a survey that I received. I've talked about those before, and I think you'll find this thing as fascinating as I did.
0: The Blaze Radio Network, on demand. David Clark, the people's sheriff. Find more on demand at theblaze.com slash radio. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? Call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now.
1: David Clark, the People's Sheriff. By the way, in that Wilhelmina Wright... Judicial confirmation. Fifteen GOP senators crossed over and voted with the Democrats to confirm her. Fifteen Republicans. Seven Democrats voted against her. So she doesn't get confirmed without GOP help. Now on the uh, pause button on uh, the refugees, zero Democrats crossed over to vote with Republicans. Zero. All right, let's get into this. This is going to be fun. I got one of these letters. I've talked about them before. You know, in terms of the uh, RNC, they sent out these questionnaires. It's really a fun-raising tool. And if you recall, go back. I said on Planned Parenthood, I said they would use that as a fundraising item further down the road. I said that. They weren't that interested in defunding Planned Parenthood because they had the votes. And again, if they were to play chess instead of checkers in that inane omnibus spending bill, they they would have included that along with some of the other things that Obama wanted and dared him. That's a game of chess dared him to veto it. So give him some of these things that he wanted, because remember, in the end, Obama said, the Congress funded all of my priorities for the rest of my administration. So he got everything he wanted and had to give up nothing. And then, in this trick, I think it's insulting to you, the Republicans passed a bill to defund Obamacare and to end Uh, uh, Planned Parenthood funding and sent to the President as a standalone, knowing, knowing that that wasn't going to pass. Knowing it was going to uh, get vetoed, I should say. They should have included that in that omnibus package. And said, here Mr. President, there's a lot of goodies in here that you like, and there's a couple of things in here that are important to us. And stared him down. So go ahead and veto it. We dare you. And we'll clobber you with it. But instead, no. They give Obama everything he wants. And then in this 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 trick, do a standalone defunding Planned Parenthood and, and ending Obamacare or funding for it. Defunding Obamacare. Knowing they said it's going to probably get vetoed. And of course, the president uh, quickly vetoed it. So I get one of these surveys the other day, and I said, I'm going to save this. Because this is what I'm talking about. This is a letter that that comes out. It was signed by Chairman Reince Priebus, a friend of mine. But as I always qualify, there are no sacred cows in the people's Sheriff. I don't let friendships cloud my assessment of policy. What's best for the American people? Not what's best for my relationship with Reince Priebus. Not what's best for my relationship with Paul Ryan, who I know personally. I don't care about that. What's best for the American people? So this comes in a mail, and many of you may have gotten this too, an official project of the Republican National Committee. It says this. Dear fellow American, I want to know how you feel about the Republican Party, our candidates, and our platform. But we need to know if you think something is wrong with the direction of the party nationally in your state or in your local community. What do you mean we want to, we need to know? You don't already know? Didn't the 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 dumping of John Boehner and the insistence that John Boehner be kicked out of his position as Speaker of the House, didn't that tell you anything, Reince? So the letter goes on to say, are there issues you feel aren't getting enough attention from Republican leaders and candidates? Seriously? It says, I realize that many Republicans are anxious to have our congressional majorities fulfill the mandate for conservative reform reform they were elected in 2014 to accomplish you damn right we're anxious and we're trying to figure out now in 2016 when you're going to start i just got through talking about that judicial confirmation and the filibustering of an immigration bill that's going to make us safer And that omnibus package that gave President Obama everything he wanted on his agenda for the rest of his, now less than a year, his term in office. They gave him everything. And now, Reince has the nerve to say, I realize that many Republicans are anxious to have our congressional majorities fulfill the mandate for conservative reform that we were elected in 2014 to accomplish. It says, but we cannot ignore the fact that we dramatically changed Washington, D.C. in the past couple of years, bringing Barack Obama's expansion of government to a halt and exposing the Democrats' extreme partisanship and callous disregard for the best interests of the American people as they protect the status quo. He doesn't believe this. They did not bring Barack Obama's expansion of government to a halt. So it goes on to say, unfortunately, media coverage of Congress and the ongoing presidential election campaign seems to purposely exaggerate the differences among Republicans while ignoring our accomplishments and the conservative principles and values we all share. Nobody thinks that this current GOP class in charge of both houses, both chambers of Congress is conservative. Or they wouldn't have passed that omnibus spending package. They would not have voted to raise the debt ceiling yet again. He doesn't believe this. And if he does, well, Houston, we have a problem. Back to the letter. That's where we we are conducting the enclosed What's Wrong with the Republican Party survey to set the record straight? There's no need to set the record straight. We, the people, have spoken. The conservative base of the Republican Party has spoken. What record needs to be straightened out except for the fact that they're not listening to us? So he says, I want Republican candidates all across the country to know your concerns, understand your motivations, and address your needs. If you believe that the Republican Party has gone off track on an important issue We need to hear back from you immediately. We told them on Sanctuary Cities to defund them. We told them to defund Planned Parenthood. What do you mean if we believe that the Republican Party has gone off track on important issues? So he asked, we want to know if stopping illegal immigration is your top priority. Or reading in federal regulations so the private sector can go and create jobs. And do you want to repeal Obamacare once and for all? I mean, folks, come on. I like rights. This is insulting. They're continuing to use the Obamacare thing as a fundraising tool. Yeah, I know they finally sent something to the president that they should have included in the omnibus spending package to defund Obamacare once and for all, and they didn't. They again conceded to the Democrats and Barack Obama when we come back we're going to go through these survey questions you're going to find this fun David Clark the people sheriff on the blaze radio network
0: don't miss the morning blaze with doc and skip see this is the type of stuff I'm talking about you know we have to get these ice cream truck drivers under control this is one ice
1: cream truck driver. It's not
0: one ice. No, we see epidemic. stories like this all the damn time. Wow, all the time. Ice cream truck drivers out of control. Out of, yeah, we do. Whether they're fighting, uh, tar, uh, uh, warring over their turf. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: David Clark, the People's Sheriff. Coming up in the final segment, we're going to talk about Senator Tom Cotton's attempt to block this crazy idea of criminal justice reform, sentencing reform, get out of jail free is what I call it. You're going to want to stick around for the latest on that. But let's get into this survey now, They actually survey questions. that come along with this letter and comes out several times a year, looks all official and Asks these pointed questions and all this stuff. The problem is we've been through all of this. I predicted this. And I'm not big in the predicting game, but I've seen this act before. I told you that the Planned Parenthood thing would be used as a fundraising tool by the Republicans later on. I said that about Obamacare. I said that about sanctuary cities. We had a chance. To listen to we, the people, I should say they had a chance. Our elected representatives in Congress, which is controlled by the GOP, had a chance to listen to we, the people, and instead were worried about their own future prospects for re-election. Survivability became the goal. The hell with the people. Let them eat cake. So here's some of the questions. Do you believe that Republicans in Congress have done enough to stop President Obama from enacting his agenda? And here's your, here's your options on all of these. Yes, no, or no opinion. I mean, my gosh, you really have to ask? Did John Boehner, the mutiny against John Boehner, didn't it tell you anything, RNC? Are you guys that tone deaf? Or do you think we're stupid? Of course you haven't done enough. You keep raising the debt ceiling. The omnibus package called for more spent government spending. And you got to ask this question, the next one. Does the Republican Party in your area effectively communicate with grassroots party members like you? You don't even know who we are outside the beltway. Do they listen to the Tea Party? That's grassroots. They annihilated the Tea Party. And anybody associated with it, anybody who ran for office under the Tea Party label. The RNC was heavily vested in defeating those candidates. Grassroots? You must have us mistaken for lobbyists in Wall Street. Next one, do you feel like the Republican Party listens to your opinions and represents your interests? Yes, no, or no opinion. Of course they don't. Like I said, it's 2016, and they still have done nothing to stop the Obama agenda. We told them, we don't want to fund sanctuary cities. The polls are out there. We told them, we don't want to fund Planned Parenthood. They know that that poll's against Planned Parenthood. What What are you asking me this for? Here's another one. Should strengthening border security and strict enforcement of laws banning the hiring of illegal immigrants be at the top of Republican candidates' agendas? Really? I mean, really? Border security is why Donald Trump is leading in the polls. He sees that issue. We're still talking border security after Ronald Reagan. We were supposed to be building a fence then. Strengthening and securing the borders, and we didn't. Next one, do you support proposals to build a fence along the entire southern border with Mexico to combat illegal immigration? Why don't you ask Donald Trump? Why don't you ask his supporters, many of whom have abandoned the GOP and abandoned the RNC, because they see that as nothing more than the status quo, protectors of the status quo. Yes, build the damn wall. Not a fence, a wall. Along the entire southern border to combat illegal immigration. When are you guys going to get it? Next one, are you in favor of repealing President Obama's executive order granting illegal immigrants that have children born in the U.S. the right to stay here indefinitely? <clears throat> oh, wow. Found a piece here. The Minority Report, Conservative News and Opinion. Paul Ryan's omnibus bill includes $1.6 billion to resettle illegal aliens inside the United States, a massive appropriations bill provides more than $1.6 billion to resettle illegal immigrants arriving at the U.S. border through 2018. Congress would award the massive check to the government just as the U.S. is experiencing a surge in arrivals of immigrant children at the southern border. Last week, federal agencies said they were opening two temporary shelters with 1,000 beds in South Texas to cope with the surge. A 400-bed shelter is also to be opened in Southern California. The so-called omnibus spending bill would give $1.6 billion through fiscal year 2018 for necessary expenses for refugee and entrant assistance activities authorized by Section 414 of the Immigration and Nationality Act and Section 501 of the Refugee Education Assistance Act of 1980 and for carrying out section 462 of the homeland security act section 235 of the William Wilberforce Trafficking Victims Protection Reauthorization blah 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 This is what I mean. And this letter saying are we listening to you? What's wrong with the Republican Party? This is what's wrong with the Republican Party. This is what Obama wants. He wants this funded. And so they just go along with it. It, it just It couldn't be this tone death, which is why I said I find this insulting. In October and November, US government data shows that over ten thousand five hundred unaccompanied immigrant children crossed the southern border with Mexico according to the Washington Post. That number is more than double the count of unaccompanied minors that arrive at the border during the same period of time last year. And the survey question asks, Are you in favor of repealing President Obama's executive order granting illegal immigrants that have children born in the U.S. the right to stay here indefinitely? We're not even stopping the influx of people coming across the border with children. It's exacerbating the problem. Next question. Do you want Obamacare to be totally repealed and replaced with market-based solutions that protect access to quality health care and doctor-patient relationship? What are you talking about? Don't ask me that anymore. You know the answer. Next. Should federal funding for Planned Parenthood be stopped? <laughs> wow. Do you believe the federal government should dictate education curriculum to local K-12 public schools? They just did that. You know I did a segment on that recently, how they extended the No Child Left Behind Act with more funding and more federal overreach. This stuff is unbelievable. Do you believe our country would be better off with Republicans in charge of both chambers of Congress and the White House? We thought that in 2014, but we didn't get it. We didn't get what we voted for. David Clark,
0: the People's Sheriff,
1: on the Blaze Radio Network.
0: Coming up today on Pat and Stu. Personal attacks are like, you know, like his hair. His, his hair. hair is awful. Yeah, and It is awful. He's up uh, Those are personal attacks. But yeah, and, but I mean, that's not the reason. I could vote for a guy. Uh, like if Chris Christie was a great conservative, I don't care how fat he is. I mean, yeah. I mean, oh, if Jeffy was a yeah. good person. I might invite him over to my house. Well, it's, that's it's the too of a wood. stretch I can't even imagine. Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network.
1: The Blaze Radio Network On Demand. David Clark, the People's Sheriff. So what do I think about this survey? And it's a fundraising tool. You've seen them. Because at the end, they ask for money. RNC, you get no money from me. You do what you want with your money, folks. Give to individual candidates. Until they find themselves, until they establish and forge an identity that we can see and feel and understand, talking about the GOP, the RNC, because they don't know who they are, They have no standards, no principles. They're in bed with the Democrats on many of these things that are important to us as conservatives. Until you forge an identity, I don't really want to hear from you. Moving along here. Into a subject here I've been on for a number of segments here. It's very important to me, and it should be very important to you because it has to deal with public safety. It is this inane idea floating through the Congress, and in some cases floating through... Many of the state houses, this criminal justice reform, this sentencing reform, which is really nothing more than a soft on crime, get out of jail free. We're being sold a bill of goods here. We're being sold a lie. The liberals, the criminal advocates, we never hear from the victims. We never hear from victims uh, advocate groups on this. But we're told these are best practices. These are evidence-based programs. This will save money. It's kinder, it's gentler, it's a, a new and improved way to deal with crime and violence as if the old way doesn't work. And I'm tired of hearing from the left. I'm tired of hear, I'm tired of hearing that our lock up the bad guys for the longest period of time available by law did not work and is not working. It is working. It did work. How do you explain the great crime decline of the 90s and the early 2000s? How do you explain that but for the fact that we decided we've had enough of criminal behavior and we were going to separate these creeps from law-abiding society? How can they say it's not working? Well, we got some data, ladies and gentlemen. You know, the California State uh, Department of Corrections has been on this kick for about five years now. So we have some data, and I think five years is a reasonable sample pool with which to make some analysis on. So I'm looking at this Crime and Consequences blog. Here's what it says in part. In addition to reducing the sentences for most federal drug crimes, the Congressional Act would allow tenured, life-tenured, unaccountable federal judges to use safety valves to lower the sentences for more serious offenders. It would also allow for the early release of thousands of drug offenders and other federal criminals sentenced under previous law, again relying on federal judges. Like the California reforms, advocates for the congressional measure are promising that the new law will make the criminal justice system more fair, less expensive, and through expanded treatment and rehabilitation programs, crime rates will decline. They're always telling us that lie. It'd be cheaper, it's kinder, these things are worked. they're, they're, they're uh, evidence-based, they're, they're uh, best practices, it's all a lie. So here's what the Los Angeles Times found in looking back through the uh, five years of this uh, similar model being used in California. With a five-year head start on the possible federal reforms, it is reasonable to expect that California would be enjoying some of these benefits by now, you know, the, the uh, lower costs, lower crime and that these programs are working. Well, here's what it found with in June 2014, the LA Times found that while California has reduced its prison population by roughly 30,000 inmates, it was spending nearly $2 billion more on prison costs per year than the year before the realignment was enacted. A January 2016, Reuters report came to the same conclusion. The state is spending billions more on corrections, but has fewer prison inmates. It's a lie. I mean, what I mean is it's not cheaper to let these creeps out of jail. It is a get out of jail free. It does not lead to lower crime. It leads to more victimization and it shifts costs onto the local communities who have to rearrest these people, spend more money on police, more money on overtime, more money on court proceedings at the state level. And then more incarceration uh, costs, because instead of being in a federal prison, they're now in a state prison, and now the state taxpayer has to pay for this crap. Here's what else it found. In California, during this time period, this five years, violent crimes spiked by 12.9%, and property crimes increased by 9.2% in the state's largest cities. In most cities, violent crimes like robbery and aggravated assault were up, sometimes way up. There were 600 more robberies and 1,300 more aggravated assaults in Los Angeles. There were nearly 400 more robberies in San Francisco, and murders increased 71 percent. 7three percent of California's largest cities had increases in violent crimes as well. 71 had increases in property crime, and 89 percent saw increases in stolen vehicles. Let us not forget. just as the proposed in the federal reform, just as proposed in the federal reform, California only reduced sentences for so-called non-serious, non-violent offenders. That's what the feds claim they're going to do. I said this was a Trojan horse. We have the data. The data's on our side. We err on the side of public safety, protecting law-abiding communities. Oftentimes in the American ghetto, minority victims, black victims. They're disproportionately victimized by crime and violence. And I'm hearing these GOP members of Congress get in bed with people like Patrick Leahy who says we we, we can't uh, uh, continue this, it's it's too expensive. He's full of crap. He has no data to support that. None. I want to see it. If there is competing data, I want to see it. To the rescue comes Senator Tom Cotton. Thank God for Tom Cotton. This is from The Political. Senator Tom Cotton, a hawkish upstart who's already made waves railing against the Iran uh, nuclear deal and government surveillance programs, is now leading a new rebellion against a bipartisan effort to overhaul the criminal justice system, hoping to torpedo one of the only pieces of legislation that could pass in President Barack Obama's final year. Remember I said, why do they want to give this away? This is chess, not checkers. GOP tensions over a bill that would effectively loosen some mandatory minimum sentences spilled over during a party lunch last week. Quote, it'd be very dangerous and unwise to proceed with the Senate Judiciary Bill, which would lead to the release of thousands of violent felons, Cotton said in a, later in an interview with Political. I think it's no surprise that Republicans are divided on the question. But I don't think any Republican wants legislation that is going to let out violent felons, which this bill would do. Conservatives opposing the legislation are coalescing around Cotton's view, despite strong pushback from Bill supporters, that the measure could lead to early release of people convicted and imprisoned for violent crimes. Senator Ted Cruz, Republican of Texas, once a supporter of easing mandatory minimums for nonviolent drug offenders, has also made this argument, and there's stiff resistance in pockets of the Republican Party to do anything that may erode its tough on crime reputation. Okay, so, you know, here's something uh, backers of the bill say. We can no longer ignore the cost of prison po- prison population, Senator Patrick Leahy said. What about the victims? What about their costs, their emotional trauma, their physical trauma, the loss of their property, their sense of community? I'm tired of a soft-on crime advocate saying that the incarceration of career criminals did not work like hell it didn't email call senator tom cotton's office email him and let him know we're with you and keep pushing back that's all the time we have for today follow me during the week on twitter at sheriff clark c-l-a-r-k-e and at the people enjoy your week
0: You're listening to David Clark, the People's Sheriff, on the Blaze Radio Network.